Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on in to Hopefully everything's working. Hopefully you can hear me. Hopefully it's all going to plan because uh, hopefully you can hear me on the show. Um, beyond frustrating stuff going on here in the Hoopers Log, uh, as you can tell, uh, the studio took a while to get started, so hence the late start. I don't know why this was happening. Log Talk Radio never mentioned anything of this going on. So we have a little bit of a late start. Apologies there on my end. Welcome on in episode 26. Hopefully you can hear me. Hopefully everything's working because when things don't work, it tends to get frustrating, as you know. Uh, okay, so here we are on Wednesday, December 9, 2015. It is episode 26 of the Hoopers Lock NC on CLNS Radio through the FanDuel Studios. And we have quite the show today. I don't know where Andrew's at. I really don't know what's going on. It's been kind of a helter-skelter beginning I've had no chance to prep for much because of the fact that this entire website has decided to crash on me. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for the standpoint of having me set up a failure of an episode. So let's recap and fix that failure and make it a good one and improve from here. All right. So we have we had quite a, a night of basketball last night. It was quite the show uh, in the world of the NBA. It was crazy stuff going into uh, tonight. Uh, excuse me, last night on a Tuesday night. It's here on a Wednesday morning here on the Hooper's Log, and you're listening through CLNS Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Hopefully I can be heard, and hopefully this won't be deleted as I'm going forward. Um, again, I don't know where Andrew's at. I'm trying to get a hold of him. I wish I could get a hold of him. I don't know what's going on. Um, but when it comes to the world of basketball last night, pretty much everyone with a big name, uh, everyone with a big name had a big night. Uh, I mean, and you mentioned a team in the Golden State Warriors last night who went absolutely bonkers. It was, again, they're now in the same class as the Cleveland Cavaliers, excuse me, the Miami Heat from two years ago in 2012-2013. This this is a team now with 27 straight victories and a victory over the Indiana Pacers last night, 131-123. to this 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 is getting this is getting historic now to the point where we don't know ultimately where we ultimately don't know where this is going to end up and where it's going to go and that's that's the greatness of this Warriors team um, and seeing where they're at it is beyond it is beyond 
compare. I, you can't really compare this to anything. Starting off the season 23-0, and now 27 wins in a row. People, the last time this team lost was back when Jaleel Okafor was winning an, uh, an NCAA championship. This was this was an outstanding, an outstand. This is a crazy crazy run. I mean, the last time this team lost a basketball game in the regular season, I wasn't even a part of CLNS Radio. Think about that. This was back before May. The last time they lost. Right now, granted, the postseason was going on in May, so it's kind of a different different situation. But considering what's going on with this team and where they're going, it is now December ninth. Next time they play is on December. Uh, 11th which will be a friday hopefully we have a show then uh it's it has been a crazy crazy night in the nba last night let's get let's get it going kevin hart started off all right all right all right gonna learn today well clearly that soundbite worked so it looks like we're going on the good uh and and now you're starting to see if you're listening to the podcast you're starting to see what happens when you get glitches in a radio show, hopefully this is all being recorded and it's all working and you're listening through CLNS radio as of now. Last night in the NBA, we had six games, but we had a ton of unbelievable performances. I'm talking like wiper worthy performances up and down the Richter scale. Trailblazers lost to the Cavaliers in Cleveland, 105 to 100. Uh, Trailblazers are now nine and 14. Cleveland is now 14 and seven. LeBron James, he had a wipeaway performance. 33 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks, 54 in the wipeaway performance skill. Damian Lillard, 33 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. He went off as well. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about a situation in the world of the NBA last night that was absolutely crazy when it came to wipeaway performances. Obviously, 3 of them in the Warriors Pacers game. I want to get more in depth with this game. I'll get into it a little bit again. The Warriors win 131 to 123. Clay Thompson, 39 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 58 in the wipeaway with performance scale. He had 10 three-pointers in this one. He went off. Steph Curry, 29 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, and 3 steals, a 59 on the wipeaway with performance scale. And then Paul George with a 33.8 rebound, 6 assists, 3 steal performance, a 56 on the wipeaway with performance scale. Again, there were wipeaway with performances everywhere in the NBA last night. Rockets and Nets, I called it. I said the Nets would get the victory, if not cover the spread. They did. 110-105 to over the Rockets. Again, this Rockets team. Marcus Thornton, 32.6 rebounds, three assists. Not quite whiteboard worthy, but an outstanding performance at that. He played an outstanding game. Thaddeus Young did a great job as well. 20 points, 12 rebounds. It's what you expect from your big man. He also had five assists. That's going to help out any team as, again, the Nets are now 6-15, and 15, starting to kind of creep their way back into the conversation in the Eastern Conference, which is a deep conversation at that. The Oklahoma City Thunder, 125-88. to The Thunder get the victory. They dominate, and Kevin Durant gets a wipe away the performance. 32 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals. 55 on the wipe away the performance scale. Russell Westbrook, 13 points, 16 assists. That automatically gets him in there with a 16 assists, 5 rebounds, and 2 steals on a 52 on the wipe away the performance scale. Russell Westbrook's turning into more of the point guard facilitator than he is the point guard scorer as of late. And then... We had the Magic and Nuggets. Magic got the victory, 85-74. Again, staying pace with everyone else in the Eastern Conference at 12-9. and And the Nuggets are now 8-14. and Still kind of treading water, but they're hanging around there at the bottom portion of the Western Conference. Jazz and Kings. Kings, again, with, with DeMarcus Cousins and him being healthy and being back on the floor. He got close to a wipe away the performance in this one. He had, I believe he had about 20 points. And, uh, I mean, this guy went off last night. Uh, 
he didn't quite, again, not quite a whiteboard with the performance, but DeMarcus Cousins, 23 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. He had a steal as well. This guy went off last night. In 37 minutes of play, he had 8 for 14 from the field. He shot the ball great. But the real whiteboard with the performance was Rajon Rondo at 17 points, 13 assists, 7 rebounds, and 2 steals with a 52 on the whiteboard with the performance scale. There were there were quite a bit on the night. There were six, seven, eight whiteboard-worthy performances. And then the world of college basketball, the University of uh, Virginia got the win over West Virginia, 70-54, to and the only ranked game in college basketball for the night. That's your recap for Tuesday in the NBA. Obviously, the story of the night last night. Uh, the Indiana Pacers last night came into this game and were ready to compete with a team like the team like the Indiana Pacers, who had been playing outstanding basketball. And Paul George proved it last night. Honestly, I think the only reason this game uh, was a blowout was because of the fact that Clay Thompson and, the, and, and overall the Golden State Warriors in the first half shot 62% from the field in the first half, and Clay Thompson shot the ball out of his mind in this one. That's the real reason this team got the victory. It wasn't because of Steph Curry. It wasn't because of the overall team effort. Steph Curry played outstanding. But if Klay Thompson doesn't do half of what he does last night, you're probably talking about an Indiana Pacers team that wins by 10. It's really that much of a difference. And Klay Thompson's play last night was the difference in this one. The Warriors have now started 23-0. and They've tied the Miami Heat with the 27-0 and or 27 wins in a row, 23-0 and starts of the season. Still a record every single time they take the court. And the Pacers drop to 12-8. and Warriors winning 131 to 123. Look, we're getting to that point now. And last night I said it on a Facebook group that I'm a part of. Uh, they're called NBA Real Talk. If you haven't, if you if you're not following them or, or in that group, you need to be in that group. It is crazy what they're doing and how they're performing. It looks like Andrew Norris is not going to be on the show today. Um, I have not gotten any update from him, but he's probably busy out of his gourd at work. It, it's been kind of a crazy day today from the standpoint of starting the show. So I apologize again in advance but going back to this Warriors team I made a comment about them and this team heading forward you you start to make the rationalization of look they really you really do start talking about the Chicago Bulls from 1996 and this team in the Golden State Warriors and how they're performing in this current day NBA they are finding a way to get victories that I don't think we expect them to get overall. I mean, you're, you're watching history at this point. There's, there's no way around it. This is turning into something that is, 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 is just, it's, it's becoming, it's becoming insane. Last night. Now, after the game, the Warriors had, they now have a 68% chance to win the title and a 36% chance of winning 73 games. Look, I don't know how they have a high, a low low percentage of getting that victory of 73 wins because I think they have a higher percentage than that. Think about this, people. This team is now 23-0. and All they got to do to finish out the season, their last 61 games of the season, all they got to do is go, or excuse me, uh, not 61, I believe it's 59. Either way, the point is all this team's got to do is finish the season 49, or excuse me, yes, 50 and 11 over their next 61. I don't know if that's the correct number. 
uh, I mean, 23 and 0. I mean, if you think about it, 23. I mean, you do the math. It's pretty simple. You win 50 games. All you got to do is win 50 games now. And there are a lot of teams in NBA history who have been able to win 30 plus, 40 plus games. You know, in the second half of the season, they found a way to do it. And I don't think it's unrealistic to think that this team can go 50 and 10 or 50, 50 and nine the rest of the way. I don't think it's unrealistic to think that's the case. This, this team can do that. 50 and nine the rest of the way is definitely a possibility. I mean, look, they've already won 23 in a row. At this point, all they got to do is put together five win streaks from here, here and here and there, take a night off a five win streak, take a night off five win streak, maybe go on a 12 win streak from time to time. They're going to do it. I, I think this team this is the first time throughout the year that I have made the case that this team can actually win and take on the Chicago Bulls of 96, 97, of 95, 96. Because people, what we're seeing is something that we're never seeing, we've never seen before with this Golden State Warriors team. We're watching something that we can't really put into words. I mean, think about this. This team has had multiple chances to lose games this year. When they played the L.A. Clippers, Early on in the year, they won 112-108. to 108. They were down big in that one. And then you get to um, another couple of games when they played uh, the Nets. They struggled. They went to overtime against them. They played the Raptors right after that. And then they played the Clippers again. That stretch is one of the more brutal stretches you can have. Raptors, Clippers, Bulls. And they found a way to dominate each of those games. I mean, I mean, they dominated. They were closer than what they appeared, but they dominated. The Raptors, that was a close game, but they found a way to pull it out at the end. The Clippers, they dominated that whole game. It was not as close as the score indicated. The Bulls, they won by 12. And then they faced the Nuggets, Lakers, Suns, Kings, Jazz. I mean, the Jazz competed with them. Don't get me wrong. The Jazz definitely competed with that team on the road to start their road trip. And outside of the Jazz, the Hornets couldn't compete. The Raptors, that game was very, very competitive. But they dominated the Nets last night, and this Pacers game was not as close as it appeared. This team was up almost 30. They were up 28 going into the fourth quarter, and the the Pacers had to have a 40-point quarter just to keep it closer than it really looked. You're looking at a team now where it gets to a point of what's going to make this NBA season, the rest of this NBA season, better to watch when it comes to the standpoint of who can really test this team. I think we know the answer to that, and that's the San Antonio Spurs and maybe a healthy Cleveland Cavalier team, maybe. But the only way we'll know is when they ultimately play the San Antonio Spurs. And and, and I'm not going to sit here and say that this team's going to go undefeated until they play the Spurs come January. January 25th is when they play the Spurs. But the realistic opportunity for this team to be undefeated come Christmas day is now starting to become way more realistic than not. They play the Boston Celtics on Friday. This golden state warriors team is they, they could win that game. I mean, here on CLNS radio, we're cheering for Boston. We want Boston to win. They're in the garden. I don't think it'll be as close as, as big of a blowout as people think. And I think Boston will, will, will keep it close, but I think golden state wins that one. That's 24. No at Milwaukee right after that. That's a tough one. That's a back-to-back, second of a back-to-back at the end of a road trip. That's brutal. I think they have a chance of losing that one as well. But, I mean, realistically, Milwaukee hasn't put up any kind of fight to show that they would, that they would, they would contend. And think about this. They have two days off now. I mean, they have, they have Wednesday, they have Thursday, and then they play Friday and Saturday on a back-to-back. 
and then they have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. They have three days off after those back-to-backs. Their schedule is laid out perfectly for them. They play the Phoenix Suns on Wednesday on ESPN. This is an ESPN Wednesday, by the way, episode here on the Hooper's Log. The Phoenix Suns, I mean, they are just the definition of average. They're nothing spectacular. They're nothing unbelievable. They can win that game. It's, it's in Golden State, the first game in Golden State since November 28th. They're, they're going to come out hot and play good in that one. I mean, they could be 27-0, and 0, and at that point, they could have a 31-game win streak. And that's realistic, people. That's nothing crazy to talk about. Then they play Milwaukee on Friday night. You better believe they're going to be up for that one. Now, Milwaukee could make adjustments and find a way to contend with this team, considering they had just played them on the previous Saturday. But then they play Utah. Again, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. They get four days off to wait until they play Utah at home. That could be, that could be twenty. What, what would that be? So Boston, if they beat Boston, that would be, that'd be twenty four. Milwaukee twenty five. Phoenix twenty six. Milwaukee twenty seven. Utah twenty eight. Then this Cleveland Cavalier team. Utah, they'd be twenty eight and zero, plus four. That's thirty two wins in a row. The biggest winning streak in sports history is the L.A. Lakers thirty three in a row. That would be tied on Christmas Day if they played Cleveland in Cleveland. And honestly, that's really their only barrier to breaking the record because Boston's doable. Milwaukee twice is doable. Utah proved that they can compete, but going into Golden State, I think that's a little bit of a challenge. The phone number is 323-642-1558 if you want to talk about this game or talk about this team in general. This uh, this 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 Golden State Warrior team is just absolutely out of control, good, and with how they've been performing lately, and with how they've been playing, you you can't deny that this is something that I think can go on for a long time. And really the only test they have now, because they've gone through their, their tough gauntlet, Utah, Charlotte, Toronto, Indiana, on the road, on the road. And now they play Boston, which is tough. Boston's a tough team. I'm not sitting here saying Boston can't compete with them. I think Boston can compete, but they have two days off. That's easy. That's nothing. Then they play at Milwaukee. Then they get three days off and play Phoenix. Then they get an extra day off after that and play Milwaukee. Then they get four days off to play Utah. Then they get a day off on Christmas Eve, and then they play Cleveland. This team, this is the only answer to this team. If they can beat Cleveland on Christmas Day, because I think they're going to win these next six, these next five. I really do. I think they can do it. They'll be 28-0 going into Christmas Day and they will have an opportunity to tie the record for the most wins in a row. And to start the season, if they beat Cleveland, they'll be 29-0, and 33 wins in a row, tying the record. And then it all sets up for Monday, December 28th, as they enjoy their weekend, and they could break the record for the most wins in NBA history in a row. With 34, they play Sacramento in Golden State for the crescendo before they go on a two-game road trip. And after that, that that's that, that's that's the only barrier they have is that Cleveland game. Really, it's the only barrier they have to tying the record. And then Sacramento, good luck. I don't think Sacramento has a chance on that one. And then they go to Dallas and Houston, and who knows at that point. And and, and to be honest, if they get to Cleveland and Sacramento in in Golden State and they dominate the way that we think they're going to dominate, we're we're looking at potentially the greatest team ever in the regular season. Ever. 
This is already the greatest start in NBA history. There's no debate about that. This team, potentially the greatest first-half team we're ever going to see in NBA history, ever. It doesn't, honestly, if this team loses five games over the next 15, 20 games till they get to the halfway mark, I don't think anyone would still be shocked to say, I don't know about 10. But if they lost five games only, I don't think anyone would deny the fact that this is the greatest first-half team in NBA history. Um, and going into 2016, if they stay undefeated, I, I don't it, – it just becomes a point of, like, where do we go? What do we, how do we talk about it? Because the only thing you can compare them to as of right now, as of this show on December 9th, getting away from the hoopla of the craziness of the streak that could be, which could be over the next two weeks, you're looking at a team that the only thing you can compare them to right now is the Miami Heat of 2012-2013 because they're doing exactly what they did. When they won a championship that year, that was their back-to-back season. That was their second championship of you know before the year before when they beat the Thunder. This is the team now coming into this season, going for that back-to-back. And if they can do that, then, then really it, it turns into they, – they turn into the same category as that Miami And that team, in my opinion, was a top-10 team all time. This team keeps winning, keeps doing what they're doing. They get to Cleveland undefeated, and they beat Cleveland undefeated. Now they're going to be in Golden State, so it'll be a little different, but still. They're playing a good team in Cleveland who should have all their pieces by then in two weeks. And if they can beat this team, Cleveland, as undefeated and be 29-0 and playing Sacramento in a couple of days after that, I think we start talking top 10. And, again, they have to win a championship this season to confirm that. Really, they really do. But when it comes to this stretch of these last four, five, six months of basketball, seven months of basketball, Granted, you know, you obviously you have July, August, September, and then the early portions of October off, and you don't really play. But outside of that, I, I don't know how you can't say that this is the greatest team, if not top five, top ten teams we've ever seen. Because I know the eras are different when it comes to – but that's all we can talk about with this team. We can't just talk about – we can't just talk about the fact that they've won 23 in a row, which is already ungodly and unheard of. We're talking about a situation that we all thought that the Bulls in 95-96 would be untouchable. It's starting to now look, after this game last night against Indiana when they won 131-123, to 123, that it's doable. It's a doable thing for this Golden State team to, to actually catch the Bulls. And I won't back off that statement until they lose maybe two or three games in a 10-game span. Because as of right now, how can you say that they're going to actually lose 10 games? I don't know how you can say this team's going to lose 10 games going forward. Let's look at the schedule going further, like down the stretch. Boston, like I just mentioned, Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Milwaukee again, Utah. Those are all semi. They're, they're NBA games, so they could lose them, but I don't see them losing those games. Cleveland is tough. Now, they could lose against Cleveland on Christmas Day. I could see that happening. Sacramento, they're not going to lose to Sacramento at home. That's not going to happen. Dallas at Dallas. Okay, Dallas has been playing great, but can they really match up with Steph Curry? I don't think so. Houston, good luck. I don't think Houston has any chance against this Golden State team with their attitude and how they've been playing. No way. Then you have, then you have the beginning of 2016. Look at this schedule. 
Denver, that's a win. Charlotte in in Golden State, I think Charlotte has that. I think Charlotte has a chance to con- compete in that game, but to win, no. They just come off a game against Denver. They get a day off in between, and then they play on Monday against Charlotte. No, they're they're going to beat Charlotte in that one. Los Angeles Lakers, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They're going to beat they're going to beat the Lakers in that one. They're going to play at Portland. They're going to play at Sacramento. Now, another tough game to play would be versus Miami on January 11th. That could be a potential loss. Granted, again, they get Sunday off, and then they play Monday, and they play in Golden State. So that's a winnable game for, again, Golden State. It's still a tough one because it's Miami because they've been good lately. So that's winnable. At Denver on the 13th of January, that, that, they can win that game. Los Angeles, no. They're going to beat Los Angeles. I'm talking about Los Angeles Lakers. Then they play at Detroit. Now, this is where – this is the stretch that if – I'm not saying they're going to be – I don't think the Warriors will be undefeated come this stretch. It's not going to happen. If they are, then we're talking about the greatest team ever. A month from now, this stretch of basketball is the toughest stretch in the NBA, and it's followed up with some cupcakes. But at the, but at the beginning, it is brutal. A road trip to Detroit on January 16th, who knows where Detroit's going to be at that point in time a month from now? But from all, what I can see, they're only going to get better and they're only going to know their identity much more. And that is that is okay. So the game they play on on Thursday, January fourteenth, is against the Lakers, and then they play Detroit on Saturday, January sixteenth. That's in Detroit. That's a brutal game. That's tough. They could lose that one at Cleveland. That's going to be on TNT, Martin Luther King Day, Cleveland, in Cleveland. A rematch of Christmas Day, but it's in Cleveland. That's a tough one. That is brutal. Then they go to Chicago the next day, and they play them. Chicago is a tough team everywhere you play them, and especially in Chicago. This is January 20th. It's not a back-to-back. This is what's crazy. They don't have any back-to-backs outside of Denver and Los Angeles and Portland and Sacramento and, you know, in, in 2016 when it comes to – and then they play Philadelphia and New York at the end of this stretch. But then after they play Chicago, they go back home, and there's no cupcakes at home, Indiana, and then they play the San Antonio Spurs for the first time all year. January 25th on a Monday on NBA TV. Now, don't get me wrong, they're playing in Golden State, so it will be easier from the standpoint of playing the Spurs. But after playing Detroit – Cleveland, Chicago, Indiana. Granted, Indiana is in, is in Golden State, but then they play San Antonio. If, if this team can get through this stretch, and granted, this is a month out, but if they can get through this stretch of Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Indiana, San Antonio, and then after San Antonio, they play Dallas. And who knows where Dallas is going to be at that point. Maybe Dallas will be in shambles. Maybe Dallas will be better. Who knows where they're going to be. But the Spurs, you can guarantee, will be there at that time. The way Indiana's been playing, you can guarantee they're going to be in the hunt in the Eastern Conference. Chicago will be in the hunt. Cleveland will be in the hunt. I don't know where Detroit's going to be, but Detroit's gotten better. That is a brutal, brutal six-game stretch for the, for the Warriors. And if they can come out of that stretch with one loss, two losses, and they go four and two, five and one in that stretch in 2016, that is when you start to really make the case for Chicago Bulls record. I st- right now, as I sit here on January 9th, or excuse me, December 9th of 2015, for this team at 23-0, and 
the the thought process of the Chicago Bulls of twenty uh, of excuse me of ninety five ninety six goes through my head. Do I think they can do it? Yes. Do I think they will do it? That it will be determined, and I think that that determining factor will be the case as of Thursday, January twenty eighth, when we come back to this. We will we'll be here for the Hoopers Log, but on January twenty eighth, when we do our show on that Thursday, we will know after that Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Indiana, San Antonio, and Dallas, how many losses they have, how they look, how healthy they are, all the determining factors when Steve Kerr is going to come back. That is That stretch of games is when we will know if this Warrior team has what it takes to get to the inevitable, you know, the inevitable record of the Chicago Bulls. Because after that, I mean – they have Philadelphia, New York, Washington, and Oklahoma City is not, not easy. But all those games, Philadelphia, New York, Washington, they're all on the road. Philadelphia is a cupcake. They're going to destroy them. New York Knicks, they're going to, they're, they're, that's a tough team, but they're going to beat them. Washington, they can beat them. Oklahoma City, it, who knows what's going to be up with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and how that team's chemistry is going to be working at that point in time. They should be able to beat them. Houston, they'll destroy them unless they come back and find a way to play well in February. Again, these are all super speculative, but when it comes to the rest of this month for the, for the Golden State Warriors, I realistically only see them having two tough games. And one of them, in reality, is probably the toughest of them all, and that's the, that's the, that's the Christmas Day game. Outside of that, I could see them running the table the rest of this month. And if they go into the 2016 undefeated, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it starts to become – where where will it end for this team? I want you to think about this. The last time this team lost a ball game was against the New Orleans Pelicans, and this was in the regular season, April 7th. What were you doing on April 6th? What were you doing on April on April? You know what you were doing on April 6th if you're listening to this show? You know what you were doing on April 6th? You were watching Duke win the national title. Just let that sink in for a second. Justice Winslow his stock was rising in the NBA at this point. People were talking about Justice Winslow as being the next big guy. You were hungover from March Madness at this point. You know, obviously you got um, you got um, Jaleel Okafor being talked about as the number one pick, maybe the number two pick. Um, there were a lot of college basketball things being talked about around that time because Golden State lost on the 5th of April and they lost on the 7th of April, back-to-back games. I don't know if we'll see this team lose back-to-back games. I I really don't think that's going to be the case. I don't know if this team will lose back-to-back games this season. With how they've been playing, with how well they've been putting putting performances together, it is tough to imagine this team losing back-to-back nights. And since April 7th, it's been 27 in a row. And all we can compare this to, is the Miami Heat of 2012-2013. Now, how would they? How would those two teams match up? we got about 10 minutes left in the show. If you'd like to call in and talk about this, 323-642-1558. Do you know basketball? Prove it at FanDuel.com today. If you want to join FanDuel, get in and get at it. we got a, we got a ton of games in the NBA tonight, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of basketball games in the NBA tonight. If you want to jump in and jump on the FanDuel bandwagon, be my guest. It's going to be a crazy night. 
in the world of the NBA, and what better opportunity than to jump in with FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com and click that microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use the code CELTICS and sign up now. When you try FanDuel right now, you'll also get a special no-lose offer on your first league. Enter a FanDuel league now, and if you don't win any prize in your first contest, we'll refund your entry up to $10. Just deposit play, and if you don't win, we'll refund your entry up to $10 back into your FanDuel account for additional play. Go to FanDuel.com, click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. CELTICS. That's felonduel.com, promo code CELTICS. And going back to my point, and really this is really the Golden State Warriors kind of show right now. How could they not deserve this? Winning 131 to 123 over the Indiana Pacers last night, Klay Thompson going off, Steph Curry going off. Paul George did everything he could to keep his team in this ballgame. He did. 33 points, eight rebounds, six assists, three steals, and 56 on the whiteboard. And going back to my point about the Miami Heat, And in 2012, 2013, just go back to that team for a second and and, and reminisce about how good they were and what they did in the NBA. Think about this. LeBron James now offensively might be better than the offensive LeBron James back then, but you cannot debate the fact that LeBron James back in 2012, 2013 was as – I would make the case that offensively now he's better – but you can't debate the fact that the LeBron James now is more efficient than the 2012-2013 LeBron. Also, I think LeBron back in 2012-2013, he was way more athletic than he is now. The guy was 27, entering his prime, just coming off an NBA championship, was hands down MVP from, from basically from the time they started their streak in uh, I believe it was late January, if I'm not mistaken, and, the, and their streak went all the way until March. It was like a, it was like a solid three month streak. It was crazy, or a two month streak. It was it was definitely a two month streak. I think they began it like right after uh, the Super Bowl or whatever, and they went all the way until uh, the end, the beginning of April. They didn't lose their first game until uh, sometime in March or April. And at that point in time, you saw performances by LeBron James where he was shooting 60% from the field. I believe it was like 25 straight games. This guy was so efficient for his team because he didn't need to operate at the level he is in Cleveland right now, which was putting over 110% on the floor every night. He didn't need to. He had a healthy Dwayne Wade for most of the season in the regular season. Chris Bosh was playing his role perfectly. And that bench, boy, I tell you, that bench for the Miami Heat in 2012-2013 was, in my opinion, one of the greatest benches of all time. I mean, we're talking about a bench that came out off the bench, and, and they would find a way to come in in the middle of ball games and just absolutely wreak havoc on you. I mean, you want to break down this bench, let's look at him. Ray Allen coming off the bench. Granted, not in his prime, but still a guy who could get it done at the age he was at at around 20, 30, 30 536. Uh, Chris Anderson, a Birdman, playing outstanding. Joel Anthony was unbelievable. Uh, Shane Battier, uh, Mario Chalmers off the bench, Norris Cole. Uh, I believe Mario Chalmers actually started for that team and was with Dwayne Wade, if I'm not mistaken. But Norris Cole, uh, they had Udonis Haslam, Jawan Howard, James Jones, Rashard Lewis, Mike Miller. Uh, this This bench... In 2012, I don't think, and please don't mistake me for saying this, but this bench in 2012, they had at one point when all these guys were at their best, Rashard Lewis was an an all-star at his best. Mike Miller is an 
outstanding player when he was at his best in his career. Udonis Haslam at one point was a fringe all-star. You got a guy in Norris Cole who really shined and and showed up. Shane Battier played some of the best basketball near the end of his career with this team. Chris Anderson played unbelievable off the bench. His energy was, was, was second to none. And Ray Allen, as you know, before he turned into the three-point arsenal that he is, the guy was an unbelievable specimen everywhere on the floor. And Jawan Howard's presence just made that team shine. This team in 2012-2013 had a bench like no other. But I will make the debate, and this is a legitimate debate, the starting lineup for the, 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 the Miami Heat from 2012-2013 and the starting lineup for Golden State is very parallel. They're the same they're the same type of players. Steph Curry can match up with Dwayne Wade. Uh, Draymond Green can match up with LeBron James. Now offensively LeBron would just, would would play well against Draymond, but Draymond would have a have a really well put together advantage when it comes to his ability to kind of slow him down. Then you have Andrew Bogut and Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch would dominate down low. Yeah, like I said Dwayne Wade and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson would be the only real mismatch. Outside of that, it's pretty much the same roster on the starting lineup. Where it comes to the discrepancy is the bench. The bench for the Miami Heat was legendary. And that team won 66, 67 games that season in 2012, 2013. And that's where you can make the debate. And this debate can go on forever. It really can. Um, But this is the only thing you can compare this Golden State Warrior team to right now is this Miami Heat team from 2012, 2013. And it is insane that we can say that because I honestly thought that what 2012-2013 Miami Heat team did could not be touched with the 27-game win streak. LeBron James running away with MVP. This team really dominating through the Eastern Conference playoffs outside of maybe in Indiana. And obviously when they played in the finals, they played a very good Spurs team. But outside of that, that, that team was one of the greatest teams we've ever seen in the NBA. We're looking at a team right now in Golden State that is literally paving their way as we speak to becoming a better team than that team. And that is a lot of praise because, again, that Miami Heat team, whether people like it or not, was one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. And I know they took, it took, the Spurs took them to seven. I know that. But that team was legendary, and that's what this Golden State Warriors team is starting to do from here on out. And they can totally surpass that on Friday night when they play the uh, when they play the uh, the Boston Celtics here for CLNS Radio. Let's break down the games for Wednesday real quick. Spurs and Raptors is one of the games to watch tonight. Uh, the Spurs are favored by six. Don't take that. I would take the Raptors plus the six. I think they'll keep it close. I think the Spurs will win, but they'll keep it close. Bulls and Celtics, another one tonight for CLNS. Boston's favored by three. Take them. They're in Boston. Boston's been playing well. I think they'll get it done there. Heat and Hornets, there's a lot of games on the docket tonight, so I'll just fly through these. Heat and Hornets. Uh, the, the Hornets are favored by a point. I think the Heat will win this one. I think they'll get it done. It should be a really, really interesting game there. Again, uh, the Bulls and Celtics game is on ESPN. The other ESPN game is Hawks and Mavericks. That's probably one of the better games of the night. Hawks, Mavericks. Hawks are favored by one. Take the Mavericks. They're in Dallas. They should be able to step up and win that one. Knicks and Jazz. Jazz are favored by three. Take the Jazz and the three in that one. Magic and Suns. Uh, the Suns are favored by four and a half. Take the Magic. Magic have been playing well as of late. I think they'll get it done and they'll get the victory in that one. Lakers and Timberwolves. Timberwolves are favored by seven and a half. Take them. They're going to dominate. Clippers and Clippers and Bucks. They have been playing outstanding basketball as well. Five and a half. The Clippers are favored. I think the Clippers have finally found a way to find to get their team back to where they need to be. They're going to win that one. Five and a half is the is the line. Take it. 
Pistons favored by four over the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies will win this one tonight. Don't be shocked if the Pistons win, but I think the Grizzlies will keep it, take the Grizzlies plus the floor, plus the four, excuse me. And then two of the most underappreciated, the teams that have played the, the, the least best basketball compared to what the, for what they were expected to do at the beginning of this season, the Rockets and Wizards have been playing terrible. Both those teams play tonight. They're playing in Washington. I believe Washington is favored by four. Take Washington in the four points. I don't believe in the Rockets anymore and what they've done, and I think we're we're done there in the NBA. A ton of stuff there. Nothing in college basketball tonight, as you can tell and as you heard. Again, kind of a crazy start to the show today. I apologize on that. Blog Talk Radio was freaking out. For some reason, there was a lot of errors. Obviously, Andrew was not on the show today. But Andrew will be back on tomorrow, and we will talk about more about the NBA on a TNT Thursday for episode 27 tomorrow. Thank you for listening to episode 26 today. If you listen to the podcast, feel free to go into uh, CLNS Radio and listen to our show from yesterday as we talk to Jake Chapman. Thank you again for listening. Same time, same place tomorrow, people. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Enjoy the basketball.